this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter podcast. This is a podcast made by super fans with super fans for super fans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with my great mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, on, man. I'm going great. Another great week of UK Survivor in the books. We are right into the end game now. Final five. I think um, we're at a point now. It's really open. Anyone can win this game, and I, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, this, this season's been great so far, especially the post-merge, the evolution of the game before our eyes. It's been really fun to watch, and um, hopefully with the two episodes left, we can get a really satisfying ending. No, no, we, we definitely can. I just want to say to anyone that's been here, that's that's listening in onto this podcast, I know that you're watching Survivor UK. You wouldn't be here unless you weren't. But what we need you to do is we need you to get the word out. We need you to tell people, get people involved. This post-merge is brilliant, and it's going so well, and it could get even better depending on who wins this game. <laughs> Come watch Survivor UK. We've got a 21-year-old with a strategic mind. We have... A token player that doesn't want to play the game even now down to the final five. Come watch Survivor UK. We have a lobster trap with idols in it, which is mimicking the bird cages. We have great strategic play. We have flips, dips, tribes getting in control and losing it straight away. We have a Lawrence that I think we'll talk <laughs> a lot about tonight. This is this is great. I'm really enjoying this, and with a Chris or Matthew win, uh, Christopher or Matthew win, I really think this could be in the top twenty percent of post merge games. That's big call, big call. Twenty percent is high, but it's it's been very good. And I think the the my favorite thing at the moment about this season is like we've had a good good couple of duos. We've had you know Doug and Ren, Doug and Peg, Peg and Hannah, Nathan Tanuke. But my favorite duo now, which has emerged in the last two weeks. The most fun duo of the season, Matt and Chris. I'm here for this. This is this is like a bromance I want to be a part of. This is great to watch. These two are, yeah, they're having they're having a good game together, as well as some funny fights about you know opening the lobster trap and you know dumb and dumber and all that stuff. That was a lot of fun. Um, but they really have control of the game, and I think what's going to be fun to see now is whether or not one of these two can get to the end, and whether or not the jury can validate them with a win, or they're just going to be so bitter and they just don't win, which is the interesting part of the season. No, definitely, definitely. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time today on this podcast, obviously, because uh, it's getting close to the Christmas period and just trying to match our schedules. We're trying to get this out. We're already a little bit late and we've only got so much time here. So we're going to try and sort of get through this reasonably quick. But let's let's talk about the Lawrence vote out. Um, Matthew deserved to go home. Matthew just flipped on his alliance. He flipped on Tanuke. He, he says it to everyone. He apologizes. I think he does a really good job at apologizing. But he really deserves this. And yet, he's positioned himself with two huge shields in Chris and Nathan. Two huge players that everyone wants to sort of get out or needs to get out for their own games. And then when those two players get immune, he's able to swing this to this social consensus vote of Lawrence and getting Lawrence out and bringing everyone almost together to do this. This is this is brilliant gameplay. Matthew, this 21-year-old gift to the strategic community, this is this is awesome. 
Yeah, it's really good work from Matt. Um, I mean, it, it starts off when Nathan gets the idol, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about that with the lobster cake. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that. And, um, yeah, Matt finds that his name's out there. He's like, what do I do? And, yeah, in his panic, he, he, he presents a split vote in front of everyone. And, yeah, we'll just split it on Nathan and someone else, but everyone's there. So that was a bit of fun. Maybe a bit of panic, a bit flustery. That's fine. But he recovers well. And, it, and it, they have the, sort of the decision to make between Leilani and Peg. Uh, so Leilani and Lawrence. And um, I think going with Lawrence was the right idea because we see Lawrence after last week where he didn't vote for Tanuke, come back, he wants to sort of save face. And it sort of doesn't really put him with anyone. He never really solidifies that trust with Peg and Hannah and, and Chris and, and Matthew. So he's sort of cutting off the loose end and he's leaving Leilani and Nathan on the other side as like clear targets going forward. It's sort of like planning the next two votes. We have two people in front of us. So Whereas if he got rid of uh, Leilani... Nathan, uh, Lawrence is still there as a bit of a floater and he can sort of float his way to the end. And I really think he would have got to the end. So I, th- I think Lawrence was the correct target to take despite them sort of working together last week. They never voted together and that was Lawrence's downfall. Yeah. And like, obviously we see that he has this great relationship with Matthew. Like he was enough of a relationship that he stayed with Matthew in this last vote. He didn't fuck it up. He didn't completely blow it up. He almost blew it up, but he didn't completely blow it up. Enough enough of a relationship there. You get down to a final five, Peg Hannah on one side, Chris and Matthew on the other side. You got Lawrence in the middle. Chances are he probably goes with Matthew and Chris. Yeah. So like losing this idol to Nathan, not being able to vote Nathan out here, has a little bit upset their game because I think Lawrence would have been a really good swing vote for them. If they say got a Leilani and a um, Nathan out in these two votes this week. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I guess projecting forward, like, <clears throat> um, it's sort of, it's sort of Leilani is the swing vote now, in a way, because we have two pairs and Leilani's a swing vote is not the best person you want. But in saying that, she's the only one. Not for Chris. Not for Chris Matt. at all. Yeah. He, she has a relationship with Matt, but can you say that she's happy with Matt? Matt did flip on her alliance and vote her two best mates here. Um, so. This isn't good, and we'll, I think we'll, we, I don't want to get too far into the future just yet because I want to talk about sort of what's going on this week. Yeah. But we'll definitely get into what's going to happen next week. Like, where's Leilani going to go? Because she hates Chris. She hates Chris. And I actually, I actually, well, actually, fuck it. Let's talk about this a little bit now. Let's move on to that reward challenge where Chris wins the mud challenge. Lovely classic survivor challenge. Love okay. this challenge. Hope they. Oh, I love this challenge. I want to be a part of this challenge. This is awesome. Why isn't this an American Survivor? This is a great challenge. Um, anyway, Chris wins this, and he brings Pegleg and Hannah. I could say this was a very good choice for him. Yeah. Um, bringing these two, I think Hannah definitely needed to come, and Pegleg. This does generate a little bit. They do say the entire time that they're there. They still don't trust him. They still want him out, blah, blah, blah. But it may have gener- it may have generated enough trust in that to get this vote, this one vote where it's Nathan and or, or Chris on the chopping block and Nathan goes home. This is, this is great. But you could see how much Leilani was looking at Chris like, oh, take me, take me, spa, take me. Do you feel like even though Leilani hates Chris, Leilani's sort of the type of person that if Chris takes her on this reward, that's almost a guaranteed vote for at least one vote, don't you think? Because she, she's a very loyal player, and if he does something nice for her, she'll do something nice for him sort of thing. 
Yeah, I could see that because we've seen Leilani and Chris um, since Leilani was like outcasted to the Lenena tribe. Chris was like the only one that was really talking to her, like uh, even not strategically, just as a person. It, it seems from what we saw. So there is a relationship there. I'm not sure how strong it is, but I do think Chris's decision to take Peg and Hannah was the right call. Um, at the start of that episode, we see Nathan wanting to get together with Peg and Hannah, and by Chris taking them away from Nathan. It's sort of it's cut off all his options and just made him like a sitting duck, really. Because Chris had the time to wine and dine with, with Hannah and Peg and get them on side and, and tell them the plan going forward. And ultimately, that's what we see happen. We see, we see, we see them vote with Chris to take out Nathan. So um, it was a good win. It was an important win at the reward. We see Chris sort of doing this throughout the season, really, winning a reward, building relationships on the reward, building plans on the rewards, and, and then sort of executing what he wants. So... Um, He's really played the rewards well, which is something you wouldn't really normally talk about ever on Survivor, like someone winning all the rewards and then using that time. But Chris has done that a few times now, and it's paid off for him. Yeah, it, it, it definitely has. But I think another thing that definitely helped him in this scenario was Nathan's performance at Tribal Council. Yeah. Okay. At the Lawrence vote out, Nathan's obviously immune. He has the idol. Okay. Now, we can talk about the ways he played this wrong because he played this so wrong. He, like, oh, he played it so wrong, <laughs> I can't even fathom how bad he played it. He gave everyone his... Anyway, anyway but I want to I want to talk about... So Chris at Tribal Council, he's been making a show for a while. Okay, He's been on the back foot for like the, since the Lee vote. At the Lee vote, he was on the back foot. He was getting attacked by Lee. And he cop votes himself. So Chris has been making a show. He's been loud. He's been outspoken. He's been saying things that are controversial and dramatic. But he really gets under Nathan's skin here, doesn't he? Do we do we attribute Nathan's bad performance to Chris in getting under his skin? Or do we just attribute it to Nathan's arrogantness? Arrogance? That we talked, yeah, arrogance. That we talked about last week with the Tanuke, Nathan and Tanuke. They just seemed they the power had gone to their head. Well, it went in spades today. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because like I think if it was another character, if Chris had done this, it wouldn't have been that big a deal. But I think it's because Nathan, he's sort of this reserved character, and he even says to Joel, he's like, I haven't spoken to this much all season, and he's just so confident, and you could feel that like, oozing out of him because he's like stuffed up their plans. So I think it's fine if, if, if you're that sort of player, it's fine to do it. But Nathan's not that sort of player. So he sort of shot himself in the foot. I think also like detailing the plan of like him, Matt and Tanuke in the final three was a horrible move. He sort of isolates Leilani, like his only ally, um, into like, oh, you weren't even in my plan to go to the end with. So yeah. where, where are we going now? Like it, it, it was just bad from him. Um, probably got a bit of like word vomit and just everything just kept coming out. But he was just excitable, and yeah. that's fine. And you know what? That was one of my favorite tribal councils because a lot was actually said. And like, I, I think it's sort of well, we see Hannah get really annoyed with Nathan the next episode. So things actually came out of that tribal that mattered in the game. Yeah, and and even after he finds the idol, when he says it, I'm aiming for. So he's talking to Lawrence and Hannah, who notice that he's come back from the cage, and he even says straight to Lawrence's face, "Oh, it's either I, I want to target either you or Matthew." He doesn't have any... Like, he doesn't have a foot to stand on. His only ally is Leilani. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I want to target you two. 
And he says it to Lawrence's face, and it's just like, dude, people are people are learning this on the fly. People are learning this game. Tanuke probably probably hadn't watched many episodes. Nathan Leilani obviously has never seen this show or doesn't know what fucking TV is, much less Survivor. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence learnt with Shy. Lawrence did some good stuff. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's got some buffs. But Nathan just nothing he does is correct. He's been hiding behind Tanuke pretty much this entire game. He got lucky with the Shy vote out. And then he does this, and it's just... I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. You don't tell this person. You're targeting him. The thing is, like, Chris won immunity, so Nathan must know the votes going on him. When you have an idol, just don't tell anybody about it. Play the idol and get the person you want out. Like, I doubt he wanted to get Lawrence as the primary target. We see that he wants Matt. But if no one knows about the idol, then he probably gets what he wants. But I don't know. Like, he tried to build something that wasn't there and, and maybe really heavy-handed, like you said, telling Lawrence to his face, like, you know, it's you or Matt. And it's like, you know, if you want to build some trust, say, hey, we're getting Matt out. I want you with me. You know, you don't sort of tell him that you're also a target. So it was a little bit poor gameplay from Nathan, but yeah. Well, Definitely. And then and then, or, or you do the complete opposite and you do exactly what he did and not play the idol. Yeah. And you've got implicit immunity. He didn't get a single vote. And then all of a sudden you're through to the final five. You win an immunity challenge, you're in the final four. And who fucking knows what's happening in the final four in UK survival? Yeah, implicit immunity is a funny thing, especially at the, what was that, final seven. So there's enough votes. That was final seven, yeah. There's enough to split if they do it correctly. And I think, I guess Matthew sort of screws that up when he just says it in front of everyone. So it's hard for Nathan to actually know what was happening there. And it's such a big risk to not play it that I don't blame him um, because of, the numbers are there if they do it properly. So it's it's a hard one to criticise them for. Okay, so obviously uh, Nathan makes it through this vote. He plays his idol, as you said, probably a good thing. And we lose Sex Pants Cherry Lawrence. And great we lose him to a Viking... <laughs> a great nickname. Uh, a mimicked Viking funeral where instead of burning his corpse, we have Leilani praise the gods... And burn his underpants. <laughs> this 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 was this was good TV. This was good TV. This yeah. was this was funny. It's fun to watch. Sex pants Cherry Lawrence is not a nickname that rolls off the tongue. I have to think about it every time I say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was it was fun. And like obviously, uh, Leilani's a bit frisky. She's a bit. She's uh, told us multiple times she's uh, a bit sexually deprived at the moment. And um, this must have been a bit of uh, eye candy for her. Sex pants. Yeah, well, the sex pants, Cherry Lawrence, he, you know, he walks around with not many clothes on, sometimes, you know, skinny dipping. So she was probably getting a little bit out of him that maybe others weren't. Maybe a bit sad to see him go. So that was her little send off for him, which was, it was nice to see. We, we will. I will mention that there was an interview with Lee Castledine where he mentioned that uh, females' sex drive rate rises <laughs> on Survivor. I'm not exactly sure why. I'll have to look up the interview and remember it. And the males lower. Um, so that's just an interesting fact. So that might be why Leilani might not usually be like this. This frisky. She might just. Uh, it might just be the island just sort of bringing it out of her. And he might be the only good looker left on the tribe. So fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> she's lost out. <laughs> perhaps he was her type, and yeah, he's not there anymore. So, 
Yeah. I, I guess she's not into the grey of peg leg's beard. <laughs> Talking about peg leg, Hannah and peg leg play a huge role in this next vote. They are the swings. Okay, we got Nathan and Leilani on one side. We got Christopher and Matthew on the other side. And I think we've talked a little bit about the arrogance that Nathan had. This definitely played a part. We've talked about the reward um, that Christopher brought Hannah and Pegleg on. That we're not sure if it um, played much of a role, but it may have. Were there any other reasons why you feel that they went this way? Do you think they have a better chance going this way? Yeah. Well, if I mean, if you pay close attention to the episode, we do get hints as to why. Um, they go this way. Like Hannah and Peg had a, quite a good episode two of the week. Um, they sort of have a conversation about how they know they're playing under the radar, which gives me hope that they actually have a sense of how to play the game. Like they understand their like social awareness of how they're being perceived, which is important. Um, Hannah says she's using Chris as necessary as like a shield, and then she also says um, that the jury hates Chris. So I think I think a lot of this decision between Nathan and Chris was was like, who, who can I beat at the end and who, who do I have a better chance with? And I think her thinking that the jury hates Chris is pretty accurate and, and I think that she would have an easier time to beat Chris than she would against Nathan. So I think that's sort of the reason why they went that way and it's hard to argue with it. I think it's good logic and, um, yeah, I think it was, I guess, the correct move if you're Peg and Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peg and Hannah, I think they did really well. I think they're going into next week in quite a good position. Um, having Leilani as that swing vote. Leilani's not the biggest fan of Matthew after him sort of demolishing her alliance. She's made it very clear she's not a big fan of Chris. So uh, when we get to our predictions, I think it's quite clear where I know I'm going. I hope it's just as clear for you. But other than that, there's not really a whole lot to talk about in this vote, is there? It's a reasonably simple vote. It's one way or the other. Two big targets, Chris or Nathan. That was how it was sort of... uh, shown to the viewers as one or the other. And, and it's it sort of, it wasn't really fully said that Peg and Hannah are the swing, but if you can sort of work it out, it's not that hard to work out. So, um, yeah, they just get who they want and sort of set themselves up pretty well. Um, I could easily see both of them in the final three. Um, so, yeah, exciting going forward for them too. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to just get into just quickly what we think people's chances are and where the jury would sway. Just a, just a few scenarios just to discuss. We'll just smash this out quickly. Um, who's your favourite to win this game at the moment, Mac? Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, I'm going to put Matt on top. I think I think he has relationships. I think being that little bit younger, he can probably get away with a bit more. Um, he's, he's very likeable. He's played a great game. Like obviously, him and Chris have played the best games, but I just think he's he's ahead of Chris in terms of relationship building and and respect. So for me, Matt yeah. is the prime topic to win. Yeah, the, I I completely agree with everything that you just said, and he is still my top. The one thing that I do worry about is because he sort of acts as if he's swayed by other people, and even in his confession, he says, "I want to act like I'm naive." I'm worried because he is so young that may come to backfire and they may not even believe him in a final tribal council. That is just one thing that I sort of see and think. I still think he has the best chance to win. I think he's in a good chance, a good spot to get there. Um, if it was Chris or him going home next week, I don't see it being him unless Chris wins immunity. So I think this is a, a great spot for, be, for him to be in. Next, 
I sort of want to say Hannah. Um, the reason I think Hannah, I think for me, I think Hannah is the next chance. Um, she's not hated by anyone. She hasn't ruffled any feathers. She's definitely made moves to a point. They're not, they're not big moves. They're not Chris or Matthew moves, but she's definitely made moves. She learned the game on the go. She's definitely played big roles in this post merge, even if it has just been a number. Um, and she's likable. As I said, no one hates her. And we had that girl sort of thing where girl, like all these girls get voted out. They start to worry about voting out more girls. Then Ashley goes home and Tanuke goes home. It's her and Leilani. I think um, she has a good chance to get some girls vote. Say Ashley might vote for her if Chris wasn't there. I know that they weren't exactly getting along, but I think... If she, say, if Hannah, Pegleg, and Leilani are in the final three, I think Ashley has a, 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 has a chance to vote for her. Yeah. Um, being I, that she's definitely better than Leilani. Yeah, I, th- I think Hannah's a chance, but I probably have Peg and Hammer, Hannah similar. I've had them at two and three, but I have Peg ahead of Hannah. I think um, yeah. he had the you know had a tougher ride. He, he got the, the switch with Doug. In, onto that's Cal- fair, that's fair. Calatons. He's got all that resume there. I just think I've heard a couple of exit interviews, and he seems like the most likable person on the planet. Uh, he does a lot of like the the, the basic survivor stuff, like attending to the fire, getting the firewood, stuff around camp, which I think with this jury would still be important. Um, I just think he's probably done more than Hannah overall, so I'd probably have him above Hannah. But Hannah's my third pick, definitely. Yeah, and then it's hard right. between Chris and Leilani. Like, is the jury going to validate Chris's game? Like. I know we've seen this evolution throughout the whole season and this, this game's gotten, uh, I guess, progressed really quickly, but has it progressed to the point where the jury can respect him rather than just dislike him? I'm not yeah. so sure. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust everything that you've heard and I'm going to agree. I th- so yeah, let's, I'm going to move Peg. So we, let's just go Peg 2, Hannah 3, Chris and Leilani. Yes. Um, this, is, this is interesting because oh, a Leilani win would... Oh, that'd be like Lillian winning in Pearl Islands. It would just be, it would just be so horrible and murder such a good post merge. Um, uh, Christopher, look, let's, let's quickly just run through some of these jury votes. I I just want to bring up something that Snooke said in her, in her exit in like her final exit. She's like, I hope Chris lasts this long. So he pisses people off. Like, so, like, they sort of know what they did wrong. Is this... Does, could she possibly vote for Chris just out of sheer good on him for getting there? Um, Ashley's obviously definitely a vote for him. I don't see Lee voting for him. Doug? If... Uh, I feel like Doug's going to vote for who plays the best game. Yeah. Chris is a Chris is a good winner to have. There's, there's, num- there's numbers here. Lawrence... Worked with Chris to a certain extent, even if it was only very, very simply. Nathan's got no chance. Well, that's the thing. We've, we've, so we've, nah, nah, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm off it. I'm off it. I'm looking at the other players and the people he has to vote out are going to be pissed off with him for voting them out if he somehow makes it to the end. And, yeah, he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that Matt hasn't played the same as Chris, but in a way... It's similar. So in one sense, yeah. we're sort of putting Matt as number one as the highest chance to win because we hope the jury can respect him. But on the other side, we can't say the same thing for Chris. So 
we're probably hedging our bets a little bit, but is it is Chris just more divisive? Do people just dislike him more because he's a bit more flamboyant yeah. about it, a bit more open about it, a bit more aggressive perhaps in his gameplay? Is that the reason why yeah. we don't think he can get the votes? I think I think that's it. And I think that's something that we've struggled with they, that every franchise struggles with in their first season. Is anyone that sort of sticks their head out gets it chopped off. And Matthew stuck his head out enough, but he's still likable enough that it's almost appreciated, or it will be if he has a good final tribal council speech. Whereas Chris, his head's been out this entire post-merge, and he's hated. He's absolutely hated. We hear it. We hear it in interviews. We hear it in exit interview and um, exit interviews. He's not enjoyed. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's not nice for the palate. His argument writes itself. Like I was a target since the merge, and I'm still here. Like yeah. that's a huge thing to say. And like you couldn't get me out, despite everyone wanting me out at every single vote. I'm still here, and I, I do think that's pretty compelling. Like it's hard to argue against that. I think that's very compelling for us as strategists. Okay, as people that think about this in this way, people want the winner. They want to vote for someone that they're proud of, and. Being the first season of this show, I don't think they're proud of that game, that sneakiness, that snakiness, that villainous game. I don't think it's appreciated as much as, say, it was season four yeah. of UK Survivor. I think it's appreciated then. Um, I just I just don't see that. No, that, that's yeah. totally fair, and I, I think that's why we have him, you know, at fourth or fifth on our ranking of the top five. So, yeah. like, I think we all see that he probably isn't going to win despite his good gameplay. Um, it's a bit of a shame, but you know, like you said, it's, it's early early days in UK Survivor, and yeah, you know, small steps to get to where to where to where we are now in Australia, and obviously in the US. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, um, right let's go on. Previously in Survivor. Previously on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, let's um, let's have a look back at what we said last week about what we thought was going to happen this week. I think Chris goes home next week. Probably the second episode. Uh, and the first person off. Let's go. Let's go, Nathan. Well, not horrible. One right, one wrong. So, I mean, it's better than most other weeks I've done. Um, let's see what you said. And that was it. I'm going Leilani. Gets voted out. Um, next. Calaton's not completely out of this yet. They're definitely not out of it. I think Matthew yeah. has definitely closer bonds. I'm going to Chris. Yep, let's go Chris. Huh? Let's go Leilani, then Chris. How can yeah, he survive, how can again? He survive again? Uh, well, that's pretty bad from you. Zero from two. So I win this week. Yoo-hoo! Um, let's. What do you think is going to happen next week on... Next time on Survivor. Okay, into the top five. I see Peg and Hannah taking control of the game. They're voting out Chris with Leilani, and then they're going to vote out Matt, and we see a Peg win at the end. That's my predictions. What are yours? That's your prediction? Okay. I'm going to go... Chris goes next, Leilani goes at four, and we see a Matthew win. 
because I want this season to be that good. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, I'm going for a positive. I'm going for positive. But yeah. I'd be I'd be happy with a peg leg win as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's let's eulogize these players, mate. Um, let's talk about Lawrence as a player. Uh, Lawrence as a player. Um, he looked like he had a little bit of promise there with when he was under uh, Shire's sort of guidance. But um, overall, he choked. It was horrible. He did not learn the game on the fly. He did not understand the game too well. Um, but as a character, holy fuck, he will go down. If there are 10 seasons of UK Survivor, he will go down as one of the best characters. He was a brilliant get. A brilliant get. His confessionals were so much fun. Very enjoyable, even though there was not a whole lot of strategic play in them. <laughs> Great. And, um, yeah, you got you got to love Sex Pants Sherry Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Sir Lawrence, as he was called, Great character. I agree. A lot of his confessionals were good. He had a, like a lot of good one-liners in there, which you know, I can't remember them, but I remember laughing at the time. I think his accent sort of leads to that as well. It just adds this sort of air of comedic value to it, which is fun. Um, as a player, didn't really grasp it all, but he was sort of integral in a few votes, and he did some things. Uh, so I can't say he was horrible, but never really took control when he could have, I suppose. Uh, but all in all, I actually quite liked watching him, and like, I don't think he'll return because I don't think he made a big enough impact. And I don't think, like, you would have to think, in, you know, when they do a returnee in five seasons or six seasons, there's probably other characters that are better than him. But for a first season character, I thought he was great and um, did really well. Yeah, no, awesome. Um, uh, memorable moments, I, I'm going to say, uh, when we saw his uh, very, very white bum. <laughs> um, and Leilani pining over him, saying that's the best part. That's the best part of a day is waking up to him skinny dipping. Um, yeah. uh, that also the fish, the fish, I think was a big part of his story. Um, I think he played that actually reasonably well, to be truthful. Yeah, good strategy in there. Um, yeah, I think he played it quite well, quite well. Um, okay, and then Nathan um, as a character. You talk. I got nothing to say about Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, Nathan was an interesting person as a player. He, he was okay. He sort of found his majority and ran that, and it, it did well enough. Like he got out of the Caliton when Doug and Peg were there, and he was on on the bottom of the numbers. He somehow found a way out, found back to his people with Tanuke, and I guess once she left, sort of left him in the lurch. Found his idol, overplayed at the time, pissed off Hannah, and ultimately that's why he got sent home. Um, as a character, didn't love him. He didn't really give much in the confessionals, and. Um, Probably happy to see him go because I, I, if he got to the end, he probably would have won, and I would not have been happy yeah. with that, I suppose. So happy that he's gone at sixth place, which is respectable. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, his mem- uh, his memorable moment, uh, I don't know, probably him being arrogant. Arrogant when um, he got majority with Tanuke. He was quite arrogant at Troll Council then. And then again, when he got the idol, I think that's what I'm going to remember of him. Um, to be truthful, which is a bit of a shame. Um, will I see Nathan return? I don't see him returning at all. However, Lawrence, I don't see him wanting to return, but I wish he would return. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's get uh, the bucks. Uh, mate, mate, buckles buff for the episode. I think Christopher definitely deserves 
the buff for the first episode. He wins immunity when he needs it. And it turned out he really needed it because he thought he had an idol at the time and it didn't. <laughs> so even having that thinking that he's safe, um, he still was able to pull out the immunity and he got by. He didn't get his probably proper target out, but he was able to keep Matthew safe to a certain extent and help to help out in that sort of way. So I'm giving mine to Christopher. How about you, mate? Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, Chris, I would say, bundled the decision to give Matt the key and then lost the idol, so it's hard to give him anything for that. Matt, same sort of thing. Lost, he lost his idol as well, and then he came back and said, let's do a 4-2 vote with everyone there. So it's hard to really credit either of them with anything, so I'm not going to. Um, his yeah. leaves, pretty limited numbers to choose from, but I'm just going to choose... Uh, just going to choose Nathan because he, he he got the idol and saved himself for another week and um, yeah, like he didn't play it well either. But and now who played this one? No one played this one. This is a really hard one for a buff. You know, I'll just leave it on Nathan. <laughs> he did something and yeah, started to play the game and showed us a side at Tribal Council which I've probably been wanting more of for the season. Uh, didn't get it, but good on Nathan. Yeah, good on Nathan. Okay, and then we're. Uh, the next one, I'm going to give it to Pegleg. Um, Pegleg wins immunity. And it to me, this is the swing vote is between Hannah and Peg. I think they're choosing the right direction, getting rid of Nathan, because Leilani, I believe, is on this, will be more on their side than on Chris's side. Um, whereas if Nathan was still in the game, I don't know if they'd have as good of a avenue to the end. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to Peg and the only reason he gets it over Hannah is because of his immunity win. Yeah, that's interesting because I gave it to Hannah. I just think she had more, okay. more control in, in the in the two that were in the middle out of her and Peg. Uh, she said she's using Chris as necessary. Like they discuss how under the radar they are so they're aware of what they're doing and I just think um, she also has the line that's saying the jury hates Chris so I just think she had a bit more agency in this vote and she got what she wanted. And, uh, yeah, that's why Hannah gets a buff for me, which I think is her first for the season. That is. That is. That's Pegleg and Hannah's first for the season. So um, at least if one of them win, they're at least going to get a buff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, look, uh, Tanuke was winning on seven but when we lost her. Christopher is pumped up to six, so he might still pass Tanuke as the best player of the episode. Then we drop quite far. We lost Doug on three. We lost Nathan on three with that remembrance vote that you gave him today. Um, on two points, we lost both Lawrence and Shy, but Matthew's there on two buffs. And we lost Rachel on one buff, and Peg, Leg, and Hannah both get their first buffs of the season. So that's awesome. Yeah, beautiful. I think I think obviously Tanuke is probably going to win this, uh, unless it's a miracle by Chris. Is he mathematically still in it? No, unless- he's not, so... No, 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 Matt. Uh, Chris, just, Chris just needs one more buff. But and I think if he survives next episode, he genuinely could get it. If he, he somehow get gets to the final four, he definitely could get a buff. So I, I think Tanuke still got a chance. I believe Christopher will probably be going you know, home next episode. I think the right move for everyone is for him to go home to a point, even including Matthew. Yeah, uh-huh. well, I guess. Um... Yeah, two episodes left. It's exciting to see where this goes, who's going to win, what the jury actually values, and I'm actually really keen to see the end of this season. It's been a great post-merge, as we've said. And uh, hopefully the last two episodes can go out with a bang and 
if it goes really well, it will be remembered as a really good season, despite the slow start. So that's exciting. Yeah, too easy. All right, mate, what do you got going on? Uh, Anything look, interesting? It's, it's we're very busy. Well, I've only got so much of your time right now, so let's smash through this. Oh, right <laughs> out at the moment, literally about to run off to a semi final for six side soccer grand final later tonight. If we win, which is insane. Christmas party tomorrow. I've got another Christmas party on Sunday. I've got a sleepover on Saturday at my in-laws. There's so much going on, it's ridiculous. And then Survivor Viewing Party next Thursday. If you can make it, get there. It's on Facebook somewhere. Look for it. Uh, lots going on. And I'm, I'm virtually running out the door as I'm saying this. So, yeah, busy times. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. Um, it's very busy times. I, too, am going to this viewing party. So next Thursday, it's at 871 Sports Bar and Grill in uh, Sydney, in Haymarket. Uh, please please join us. We'll be there. I know a lot of other big names will be there. Oh, okay, not that we're big names, but a lot of big names will be there, and we'll be there as well. Just uh, We'll just be taller than all the big names. So that's... No bigger um, names come, <laughs> So come, come join us. Um, get us on Facebook at Survivor Buffs, Blind Sides and Band, and get us on Instagram at Survivor underscore 3BS. Get us on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. I've been Buckles. He's been Mac. We've seen Lawrence. This has been great. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, Buckles. Always a pleasure. I'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. You. Just a quick retraction notice. It's not the place that Buckles said for the viewing party. It's called the Agincourt Hotel. It's somewhere in Haymarket. It's near Central. So get onto it. Should be a lot of fun. We'll see you there. Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.